My name is Lex Durgan. As always, I'm flanked by Mount Ralston. Every evening, Matt kneels next to his bed and prays in the morning he'll wake up with real man muscles. If you listen closely, you can hear Jesus laughing back. <laughs> so sad. One day I'll say something nice about you, Matt. This week, we're fortunate to be joined by comedian Pete Giovine. Yes, Giovine, but I'll take it. Oh, fuck that, Giovine. <laughs> Pete just won an AVN award this past week in Vegas for his role in numerous, numerous adult films as that cuckold guy with a perm. <laughs> that was me. I, Congratulations! That was me. Speaking about, by the way, they complain about there's no there's no roles for black actors. Yeah, have you seen cuckold perm per, uh, porn? It's all black actors. Exactly. Yeah, they get there's like tons and tons. There's like usually six black dudes and one white woman. If if anything, I feel yeah. like they're overly represented. Yeah, I, you don't see Spike Lee protesting that shit. Yeah. <laughs> if you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter, at Last Men Podcast, or on Facebook, also at Last Men Podcast. All right, on to the show. All right, Pete, whatever your last real last name is, Matt. <laughs> You guys both work the stand-up circuit, which means you're alcoholics. Also, you don't wake up till wake up till noon. Amy Schumer's Pete. Uh, uh, we've gone through this before with Matt. Amy, uh, he goes through this love-hate relationship with Amy Schumer. He yeah. loves he loves fat girls, loves fat girls, but he's really upset at Amy Schumer for some reason. I think because she's wildly successful. Uh, she's been accused this uh, last few weeks of stealing jokes from other comedians, and then the other comedians backed off, saying that she stole the jokes. It seems like she stole the jokes. Buzzfeed did an actual story on it that was not in listicle format, so I actually believed it. Uh, where they showed that she had like other jo- jokes from three other comedians in the past, and her jokes looked exactly the same. But she swore on like a Bible, even though she's Jewish, that she never stolen jokes. Uh, let me ask you: Start with you, Pete. Where do you fall on this? Are, are comedians stealing jokes left and right? Is Amy Schumer just a lying cunt? Well, for, of first of all, I, I was just I was just uh, surprised that BuzzFeed can have exclusive reporting. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't. I, I, that was just weird to me. Uh, dude, you know, I think that uh, anytime a comedian become, you know, gets successful and gets some heat on him, there's always going to be uh, other comedians claiming that, uh, you know, this or that. I think in Amy's case, I, I do think she got a little lazy with some things, and I do think she did kind of absorb, I'll put it this way, very, very dip- diplomatically. I think she kind of absorbed some other comedians' material a little bit. Yeah, and, and kind that's of did code it. word for stealing, right? Yeah, she stole some jokes. Okay, just checking. <laughs> yeah. Matt, are you down with Pete on that? Are you guys, you guys think she stole her material? I mean, does, <clears throat> is she unusual? If she did steal material. Is she unusual that, or most comedians steal material? I yeah, I don't, I don't know if she did or not. I, I would, I would have to say some of the stuff like people always do that. You know, it's like oh, I had this joke that Oprah's fat, and it's like really okay. Well, you know, there's plenty of people that had the Oprah being fat joke, but then the one uh, great joke Kathleen Madigan great. had about how on her show they did a bit where she went to a gym and people like exercised her limbs for her which is just a, a really bizarre concept and so i don't i don't see that two people separately thinking of that but then no one brought up that does she write her own show i mean couldn't a writer have stolen that and now it's appropriated to her um so there's no, this is are you saying this is a victimless this is a victimless crime like prostitution or drugs or, or war in Syria? No, I'm just wondering why no one no one thought to mention maybe a writer stole the joke for her show. Well, maybe she, she doesn't want to admit that she has writers doing her jokes because that's sort of the the whole lore around her is that she does her own material. Right. Now let me ask you, Pete. Uh, Matt has a process by which no one can steal his material, which is he doesn't write anything funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great tactic. And what do you what do you do to keep people from stealing your shit? Do you have you ever threatened anyone's life before? Uh, no, I actually had uh, jokes of mine actually stolen and used on TV shows, on like Friends TV shows. And uh, there's not much to, you know you can do. I I didn't even actually point it out to anyone. 
Um, it just sucks. It's just, you know, the, these are the things that happen. Uh, one you of the sit there like with your bottle jacket in front of the TV and throw shit at it. Yeah. And that was mine. I, I like, I just like shake my fist at the sky. You, you sent the producer like a bill for like $10. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, invoice them. You know, it's pretty tough to get around those invoices once you send them out. Uh, but no, I think the only thing I do uh, to protect against it, I don't tweet jokes or, or you know, do, I don't I don't put like a material out there, you know, in social media waiting because I know I'm followed by a bunch of other comedians. You know, they might think it's funny and be like, oh, let me write this out and develop this. You know, so I just don't I don't lob any in there to be stolen anymore. Matt, are you, paranoid? Are you paranoid like Pete, like with people stealing your shit? No, I, I, I don't think it's ever happened to me. Um I think that, you know, I try and I just try and write stuff that I would know if it was stolen. And then I also feel like I, I put a vibe out there of being possibly dangerous. So yeah, if, he puts out a, a crazy dangerous vibe. But all jokes, I mean, <laughs> every joke is just like every movie plot line, every book storyline has been told before, right? So every joke's been told before. So it's hard to tell. What if someone, Matt, took your jokes and just told them, uh, spoke to them at normal human speed? Would that be, <laughs> would that be stealing, or, or would that be something that be, then becomes a different joke? There might be an incident. I don't know. It's never happened to me. I know it does happen to, to people, and uh, you know, I think that it's a really small majority of uh, comedians that would do it. And you can kind of tell the kind of weird, egotistical, sociopathic type person um, that would do that. Yeah. And um, well, if you could give me two names. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I hate when people make charges. You know, everyone's like, oh, everyone oh, Hollywood's man. a racist, but I'm not giving any names. Who's, yeah. who's who steals shit? I don't want to start one of those things, man. That's East Coast, West Coast. What's yeah. going on? I just, I I'm mean, too young. You guys are too scared. Are you scared of Amy Schumer? No. I, what could I, she do to you? What could she? I mean, we talked that time about Louis C.K. Uh, whipping his dick out and you know telling women they couldn't leave until they looked at his cock or something like that. And people kind of got scared about that. I think because you know, ten years ago nobody would have cared, right? But now with Amy Schumer, are people actually like scared of Amy Schumer? Like, well, she I, like- I think what, what happened with these uh, comedians um, is that they spoke up about it and they and they kind of felt sort of dissed. But the thing is, now nowadays with social media and Twitter and like Reddit, you can so one thing could be spun out into a like a scandal like pretty instantaneously. And I think the the female comedians that were making these, these charges against Amy got really scared by how big it got and how fast it got in such a short amount of time that they they, they just completely backed out of it and were like, oh. I hate, I hate, by the way, even the worst insane shit on Twitter is when you retract shit. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. You can't retract. First of all, it's out there already. You can't retract shit. Then yeah. you look bad. Then you got to apologize and say shit like, I accused her of being a thief, but she's not really a thief. Well, you right. used to be able to have like, you know, like a, a publicist and then the publicist would put out like a news release or something. Yeah. Now it's just so, it goes yeah. from your thumbs to everyone and Immediately, yeah. the idea that you can be drunk and, and with one click push it out there at night is the most horrible fucking advance in, in sociology ever. Exactly, like, and everyone's bored, man, and they want to have their opinion. A, even if they don't have an opinion, they want to have an opinion because it's good for their profile or whatever. Yeah. So now just everyone's chiming in and like taking sides, and it's like, yeah, we're fucking adults here, man. Like, what are we? What are we doing? You know, it could consume your whole week. If you just uh, get into some kind of fucking argument, because comedians love that beef because they're they're bored. Yeah, you got a lot of free know. time. You got a lot of free time. But let me just say this about Amy's uh, Schumer's last uh, stand up special. Like I thought it was garbage. You know, I thought it was just I, I didn't think it was that good. And I think that she she well, just yeah, has, I thought she, we promised not to say anything bad about Amy Schumer. She just no. Stuff. She she had, she, had, she had, I think she has like a lot on her plate. And you know, to close your to close your 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 special. With um, you know, words from like the Urban Dictionary for different sexual things. Yeah, you know, and, and like you know, she she took you know 
one a couple of specific ones that Patrice did in a, in, a, in a special once, but it's like it's I don't know I just thought it was I thought it was really bad. lazy. I, yeah, like, it was, it was really like lazy. A bar so, show like is what kind of this, this is HBO. I felt, yeah. I felt like she was doing stuff for like a trailer. Like yeah, she was trying to do trailer moments. Yeah, right. so like little sixty second chunks. That like little little sound, and that's what she's good for. And, and you know her whole special was was taken off of um, any interview that she did on Fallon or on Kimmel or whatever was you know like a, a couch story that she would tell a host was used in her special so it's almost like she just like documented all of her late night appearances used all of those stories she told in the couch put it in a special and then closed it with this soft ass ripoff of patrice o'neill yeah because that's wow, how I'm you stunned. close I'm a... you went from not saying bad shit about her to just like, <laughs> no bur- i'm calling her out she fucking buried her <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty that's pretty harsh yeah i, I don't know i mean I, every every creative endeavor in hollywood entertainment i see people steal shit all the yeah. time i know comedians get weird about saying this shit because you have to like hang out with people at midnight all the time in small little rooms so you don't want to have beefs with anybody whereas in the entertainment industry you can say whatever the fuck you want it doesn't yeah. really matter because we all you know some of us go to the same temple but that's a, that's an issue <laughs> to deal with but in the comedian world you're like see, I mean, you're, st- you're spending a lot of time with these people in small yeah. little places you don't want to be in fights with them all the time I exactly alright Matt, Matt you want to say anything before or you just want to stick with the pussy now um, no I'm good um, you know yeah <laughs> Amy sounds like a great girl <laughs> fantastic alright Matt, here's, I'm going to start with you on this topic, Matt. Here's something you know about. Uh, uh, straight people acting gay. Mm. This is right up your alley. Uh, <laughs> there's a photographer every week in the show. It's our 32nd episode, by the way. Uh, I think after 40, we're legally married. Uh, every single episode, every week, there's like some new thing where like young, hip, millennials, whatever, in entertainment and public figures have to like show their support for gay rights and the gay movement and gay people. And it used to be just like, I support, I, vo- I vote against Prop 8, I'm for gay marriage, you can come out and say shit. But every week now, the involvement you have to have as a heterosexual to show that you approve the gay lifestyle or gay couples is more and more. So this week, a photographer in France, which, you know, means creepy, um, <laughs> started getting heterosexual actors in Hollywood, heterosexual entertainers, to pose together in homosexual-like poses, erotic poses, to show, I don't know, Matt. What what does it actually show when you get two straight guys together in the shower rubbing each other in support of a gay in support of the gay cause? I also, when is your photo shoot? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. If you're kind of curious, that is one way to you know tell your wife. Uh, no, I'm just doing this for the gay rights. Uh, me and this other guy in the shower, as opposed to. Maybe I'm just kind of interested in, in doing this. No, your wife has to be pretty dumb. If you're soaping some guy's scrotum in the uh, shower, <laughs> there's just really no good excuse for that. Well, isn't, this, is this like, isn't this one step, a couple steps past like the level of you showing support for a cause by actually like, you know, soaping the dudes back in the shower? For well, no, yeah, now everyone's got to, you can't just, yeah, you can't just say like, you know, I'm cool with gays. You got to be like, well, maybe I'm kind of gay or, you know, I, I kind of came out or all this vague stuff. And now it's just like, yeah, like you basically, you you need to get AIDS now just to prove that you're down with the, the gays. Pete, would you do that? Would you get, actually, it's HIV. If you're lucky, you get the AIDS. Would, right. you, uh, would you like go easy? And, uh, well, get- if you stuck yourself with a dirty needle, I think it shows dedication uh, to the cause. Yeah. You know? So for me, no, I do have not uh, been involved in any sort of uh, pro-gay, um, you know, uh, actions, but... I see what you know where we're at, and uh, it's it's a uh, it's it's a level above uh, hashtag activism uh, to kind of act gay uh, these days. It's but, not just gay too. It's I mean, it's we seen what the, there was that lady who ran the NAACP chapter who was white but wanted to be black. Yeah, it's people like you like you actually have to like you can't just like there's so much guilt. I think there's so much guilt around the fact that like someone else is suffering. 
you have to join, you have to act, actively join that cause and suffer yourself right. to show. But straight, you know, straight dudes in the shower scrubbing each other it just seems like a bit, a bit much. I don't know. Like, where does it, where does it end? Like Matt says, yeah. I mean, you're going to inject, you have to inject yourself with the AIDS so you can really appreciate. The, it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense anymore. And every week I say the same thing. Isn't this kind of offensive to people who actually are gay? Yeah, who have people who aren't gay pretending to be gay to show that they support the gay cause. So which celebrities were posing? Uh, well, Eva Longoria did it, uh, yeah. and she posed with another girl, but it wasn't very sexy. And she doesn't like, know what's going on, though. I mean, no. she, she's just she's just reaching for something. Yeah, she just uh, she just like looked at a girl seductively, and then there's a couple dudes in the shower. I don't remember who the guy was, and they, but they were actively like naked in the shower, like with soap and everything yeah. like that, straight straight out of like a prison the prison fantasies you have at night, and. Um, it just, why do you have to do that? Can't you just, it wasn't enough to say I have a gay friend or I have a gay uncle. Yeah. I wonder how that photo shoot started. Like, did it start naked in the shower or did they progress to that point? <laughs> yeah. Was it just a series of like, oh no, I'm not, take the, well, just lose the shirt actually. Just lose the shirt. Yeah. If someone said like, look, no, take, take those pants off. How do you get from the point? Like, do you support the gay rights? Yes. Would you get naked in the shower with a dude and press your cock against his ass for photos? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, is everyone else doing it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that's how not gay I am. I'll do that. <laughs> that is I'm so comfortable much. in my non-gayness that I will do that. There's no limit. There's no limits anymore. We're going to talk a little bit about black being black in Hollywood and how people are bending over backwards. And literally, in this case, they're actually literally bending over backwards <laughs> or forwards. Uh, Matt, you live in a, a, gay, a largely gay community in a gay house with gay people that are your lovers. Um, is there something? Is there a limit to which you would not support the gay? Something you would not join in to jo- support the gay movement? I mean, where's your, li- where's your where's your line to gay? I'm very not uh, squeamish, you know. I mean, or if that's the word, I'm very tolerant. Like, I'll go to a gay bar where there's gay guys dancing on the bar. What and- about a male and male kissing booth for charity? Yeah, see, I just I don't think that's gonna help anybody. <laughs> I so. wonder what charity that would be <laughs> benefiting. Oh, yeah. you know, just as fuck the charity. Was, that was gonna be a fake front, anyhow. I mean, our gay people, people like remember in the '90s when like white suburban kids. This still happens to a degree. Would kind of dress up as black people. Yeah, yeah. and I think black people maybe didn't appreciate that too much because it was appropriating something that was kind of rebelling against the actual. People who were now dressing as black people um, are like black people. That was the whole thing of straight out of Compton. That's what they saw. Where they saw the money coming from from all the white kids, right? So I'm wondering if if maybe gay people will start almost doing like reverse hate crimes on like non gay people who are pretending to be gay, like yeah. you know. Yeah, I know some you lesbians. Just blew my mind, there. man. Yeah, <laughs> I know some lesbians who would beat up some straight dudes if they had a chance. <laughs> Yeah, that seems, that seems this, this this seems very offensive to people. Actually, we talked about this again last week. Like, either if they're say, if you're saying you're born gay, then you're born gay. You can't pretend to be gay. You yeah. can, if it's like bio, it's, if it's biological, and this seems offensive. Like having straight dudes in the shower. Would you have like white dudes doing like black bio parts in a, in a bio film or something like that to show how black they were? <laughs> and, and, and by the way, if they're naked and scrubbing each other's uh, like in hairy nut sacks, it's a bit too much for me. Right. Uh, okay, you guys, uh, you don't like Amy Schumer and you don't like gay men. Let's move on to another topic. All right, uh, we got an email from Ariel. Ariel sounds like a fake ass name. <laughs> it was a boy or a girl, Spanish or English? I don't know. Uh, Ariel wonders. Yeah, that's right. Everybody in Hollywood seems to be adopting a black baby today. Speaking of uh, uh, getting down to the black cause, a lot of white uh, single moms and couples adopting black babies in Hollywood. Um, she's Ariel's worried. Are they going to run out of black babies? Uh, Pete, let me ask you: Will they run out of black babies to adopt? So you want a black baby in five years? Should you get one now? 
Yeah, you should. I mean, there should be. I'm sure there's some sh- sort of like waiting list, sort of you know, sign up that you can do because they they are going they're going like hotcakes, like layaway. Yeah, some yeah. kind of layaway program yeah. for the black yeah. babies. Well, I feel like if you adopt a a, a baby that's not black uh, or of some sort of uh, race or mixed race, then you then you're kind of like you're not really adopting a baby. Oh no, they you can <laughs> abort those babies. Yeah, yeah. Your white babies get fucking they're out of, way out of style. If you adopt a white baby, like what are you doing? <laughs> Did the, Hicks, did the Hicks in the the fucking Duck Dynasty adopt a black baby? Yeah, they did. I mean, I would only assume that you know, due to rampant sort of poverty in the black community, that maybe there are more you know black children available on the market. Oh, but they're going to Africa to get the babies. These are African babies. Yeah. Oh, really? These aren't domestic black babies. You yeah. get a domestic black baby pretty cheap these days. I mean, I do feel like there's a premium on the on the black child as opposed to you know adopting a, a redheaded. Kid. Yeah, and the more you get, you get. I mean, you can do a basketball team, a posse, <laughs> like a like a hip hop crew. You know, there's a lot of options with black kids. Yeah, but the, I, you know these the parents who are adopting black kids. I don't think they're getting the sports. They uh, which is a shame. Yeah. But they're going to they're going to like Mali and, and and Somalia and all these places to you know Madonna started it sort of, but now it's been 15 years later and there's about 30. Celebrities that are keep adopting black babies. In fact, I think Charlie Sterone just adopted her second black baby right. because she had a really good experience with the first black baby. Yeah, and so she went on like Yelp and looked up where to get a good black baby, and she just went back and got another one. It's all about stars. those reviews, man. <laughs> a lot of people they don't realize how important Yelp is when it comes to adopting kids. Man, you gotta have good reviews. Is there gonna be some point at which Hollywood just goes, you know, this is fucking stupid. We're adopting black babies. We're we're doing all the stuff to try and appear politically correct. That you're just gonna like overload some poor redhead kid, like you said, is gonna get adopted eventually. I wonder if that's maybe part of the reason and that it does skew towards the black children is that if you adopted a white kid, it wouldn't be really obvious that you adopted him. You could have just had the kid, you know, the, the traditional route, and then you wouldn't get as much props for that. So Why know. couldn't a white woman have a black baby, Matt? Well, it just it's hard to do. Is your mind so blown by the fact that people <laughs> of different races would have sex and have make, a, make a child? Well, they're not making, like, a super black baby. Is you want to explain your theory? Let's let's go. Yeah, let's, yeah. Go. let's let's clear this up. Go on, go 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 on more about the super black baby. What did you learn? What did you learn in your Alaskan schools about this? You could probably have. Look, it's clear when the baby. We we can all tell that you know Charlie Theron didn't give birth to the to the super black kid, right? Mm, yeah. Why do I, I feel like going. I'm going to get a lot of heat for this one? I see where you're going. Well, look, she had a she had, she's a very white. The whitest, she's whiter than you are, and she had a, she has a black baby. Now she has two black babies. I think it just seems a little obvious. Maybe you get one black baby, yeah, and you can kind of say, okay, I got four kids, I got one black baby. But uh, Sandra Bullock, they all go for the black baby. I'm kind of wondering, if black babies are just easier to take care of. This is their way to to uh, diversify Hollywood. They're waiting for these black babies to come of age, and then they're just going to take over the scene. You think so? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's well, is be it awesome. just like a matter of convenience? I mean, I don't think you can go into just any country in like Sweden and they're just going to give you a baby like I think maybe when they you don't get make into the, they don't make babies the more war torn areas yeah. it's they really easier. there are no babies in Sweden there's a lot of babies in, 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 the, in the south in the Sahara desert area shitload of babies you can grab a baby for like 20 bucks yeah. but isn't it isn't Swedish there is going to cost you like 10 grand isn't there like a degree of like you know looting the country for one of their resources being like their children you know like are, yeah. are those countries going to grow up to not have any like positive male uh, <laughs> leaders because yeah. all the babies yeah, are those countries are all in Africa and they're not going to be you know any left because we're adopting them all there are these black guys that were having a surrogate mother in Thailand and the mother decided to keep the baby because you know she grew attached to it and the guys were like well we can't have this baby living in Thailand that's a real shithole and it's like well 
yeah. So what does that say about you paying this poor Thai woman to uh, be impregnated with your gay semen? You know, are you asking me directly? Yeah, <laughs> I've done that before. I don't even want the baby. I just like to impregnate them. Yeah. Pregnant and go. It's sort of like it's better than a postcard. Bring something, bring something back. Lex's gay semen. It's up just, next. It's just, uh, it just seems very obvious. Like, okay, the first person who adopted a black baby, like, oh, cool. Second person, cool, black baby. But now if you're like the 37th person to adopt a black baby, you're clearly just a hanger on or yeah. like a groupie. You're just following along and you're yeah. hoping for your People magazine spread. Too late to the party, kid. Yeah. And then nobody wants to talk. The one thing you'll never see in the article about these, these celebrity parents adopting black babies is the fact that it's a black baby. Yeah. They intentionally will not mention that. Like, Oh. You can read the whole article for five pages. And the one thing it will not mention is that they have black. The one thing is everyone's staring in everyone's face. It's the fact that the whitest one in the world has the darkest baby in the world. And that's the one thing they will not mention in the story. <laughs> I wonder if they change the baby's names because they always give it like a trendy name, yes. you know, like yes. Tanner or something. Yes. But it's like, was that baby already named something, uh, you know, Swazili or whatever? Yeah. Well, you think I'll go back someday and get their real name? I'm just saying, it's weird. Nobody to goes t- back to Africa. People don't really like to go back to Africa. No, it's just it's not like going back to like Philly. You grew up in Philly. It's not like going back to Philly. You know what? <laughs> you have to fucking get on a plane and get shots, and then hope you know this war torn area. Nobody really wants to go back there. No. I think you're pretty safe with that. It just seems fucking stupid. At least find a different racial baby. What about Latin baby? No one adopts Latin babies. Well, you know, I mean, unless they're tannist. <laughs> That was a terrible joke. That's horrible, uh, Brian. If you cut out all of Matt's racist stuff, that yeah, was that was a that was a tan tanner tannist joke. Uh, Pete, I know you follow sports. Matt, you pretend to just so you don't get tapped to be in uh, photographs and showers with other men. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> Buffalo Bills this week, the the worst team in the NFL. They haven't been in the playoffs in 16 years, longest drought in the NFL. They hired the first female salaried assistant coach. Got to do it. Yeah. And then she's like a special special teams quality control assurance coach. Yeah. Which sounds more than made up. She was, <laughs> a, a, she was a, a Rex Ryan's assistant for like six or seven years during his foot, foot fetish era. Uh, <laughs> then he hired a chick. Here's the thing. First of all, women don't play football, so they're not coming out of a football background, obviously. Now, that doesn't mean you can't study football, but traditionally every single coach has been a fo- ex-football player. Right. Either in college or the pros. So right off the bat, you're dealing with a sport where like you're, you're introducing someone into the industry who's never you know, participated in that industry before. doesn't mean a woman can't have the smarts to be a, a football coach. Matt, I know that's what you're thinking. Um, but isn't this, doesn't this look like a, a sort of just a hire made for the purposes of just pleasing people by the fact they gave her this crappy made-up job? She used to be a secretary, essentially. It wasn't like she was even an athlete of any kind or she played some other, maybe some other sport, right. like, like a female rugby player or something like that. Uh, doesn't this is this sort of just a token hire? Doesn't this set back uh, how long we have to wait till we get a real female coach in the NFL? Complete token hire. Complete token hire. First of all, I think that any female uh, football coach is essentially just a theorist. You know, you're just you have no idea. You've never played it before. You haven't been you know you you haven't been in a full contact sport like football before. So you're just kind of like assuming that you know how. Everything works. Is this, but, like, is this akin to you giving out sex advice? Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Direct parallel. Yeah, Jackie. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't mean you can't be smart. You can Can you be smart? I mean, Stephen Hawking's never seen a black hole, but he kind of like you know he knows what the shit. He knows it's there. He knows it's there. Yeah, he knows. He describes it, or he doesn't know, but nobody else knows. So he's just making shit up. <laughs> She can't fake her way through. Do you think the players are going to really respect her in her? I, that's what I'm saying. Special teams, quality control, position assistance. I, I don't think so. I mean, it sounds like a, a cushy job that someone uh, who works in like an auto plant would have, not not a football team. Yeah, why don't they send her to like? They really wanted her to learn. Why don't they send her to like a high school or something like that to learn coaching and work her way up the ranks? 
Matt, how do you feel about this? I can see you're kind of glum and you're trying to use think of football words that make sense. <laughs> Touchdown. I just I don't get why the special teams even needs more than one coach. Like I, I just don't understand what she would do. They're on the field for like ninety seconds of the entire game. Yes. They crash into each other. Uh, it's pretty much, you know, it's it's not a complicated thing. She's quality control, dude. She has quality control. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of people that would want that job. I mean, she did put the work in, but I don't know how how common that is to essentially hire your secretary as as a coach. Uh, you know, and I don't know if calling her a secretary is even kind of sexist because if uh, it was a, a right? man working for she was an administrative assistant and an intern and a uh, professional assistant, something or other. I just, she worked many late night hours with Rex Ryan, which, by the way, you, des- you deserve something for that. She was CC'd on emails, guys. Let's face it. I mean, that's really what happened to this. She threw the office yeah, parties. Yeah. Yeah. Her CC-ness like skyrocketed her into coachdom. I mean, is there, I mean, is there, let's do it this way. Is there any way a woman could get into coaching in the NFL that would make sense? Be CC'd on emails. Yes. Well, you're seeing it in other sports. Like, you know, guys will you get say hired. BCC'd as, or BCC? Because I don't either, I hate, either way. No, I hate CC'd. People no, she, needs to, she needs to be CC'd. People BCC, that's just oh, bullshit. No, no, like, no. Just so you know, I BCC'd if you. She, like, dude, fuck it. If she was BCC'd, no one would know that she's there. She needs to be CC'd so everyone could see her. Right, that's quality right. control right there. Yeah, that's how it's Matt, tell me your vision of how we integrate the sport for uh, for women into NF- in the NFL. They're not going to play, so how are they going to get in the coaching ranks? Well, I think that's the whole point. Everyone knows they're never going to play, but we still feel like we should do something to include them. Um, and so now, you know, we'll have a couple of female uh, coaches. It, it is weird because, you know, in, in other sports, you'll see hires now, like guys coming from a business background or just a background where they didn't play professional basketball but they've still played basketball. You know, women just don't. I mean, I know that there were a couple leagues that they tried it out, but for all real purposes, women just don't play football. And, Lingerie league. You know. I, I think I think these female coaches are like a distraction, like a distraction in magic. It's like the NFL snapping its finger to have you look over here, you know, so you're like not paying attention to all the concussions and early deaths of these young men that are constantly dying in this world. Well, the Bills, for sure. That was really sad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pay attention to the second half. Someone died. Yeah. Uh, the Bills, for sure. They've been a horrible team for so long. So it makes sense for them to try and get some positive press. Yeah. To do anything to get positive press. But a lot, of, a lot of snow in Buffalo. There's snow and losing seasons. Yeah. Lots of losing seasons. Never, never, not even promise. They don't have the promise of a winning season. So hiring a woman gives them a good Buffalo Bills do a great thing kind of thing. But did they really, did they really Matt, did they just set women back by this, token, this tokenism hire? Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of uh, placating to a degree. I, I just don't know enough about football to know if she legitimately... Did they just make up that job for her? Is that a real job? I mean, what what is she doing on a day-to-day basis? Is she like, yo, uh, kick it further? Like, what you know what I mean? Like, what does she do? They should I, really, by the way, if they kicked it further, that's a good thing. <laughs> I think uh, this whole thing hinges on whether this female coach brings in uh, cookies the other coaches. Wow. If she so does, I ju- I'm just saying that I, ca- I can see, I would be able to see if she brought in some baked goods consistently for the other coaches, I can see a, a real true value of having female coaches on the staff. Why don't you just call her the bitches? Say bitches instead of female. Oh, no. We're right about, we're right about that level. <laughs> this poor woman. I mean, honestly, anyone who had to spend late nights with Rex Ryan for six or seven years deserves something. We yeah. have to make up a job. Someone should get something for that. Yeah. yeah. It's just, instead of just, just give her money, make her, let her go away yeah. or something like that. Give her a good season. At least make her like a YouTube star or something. Give her something. Matt, I have to bring up one football story every week just to remind people that you know nothing about sports, that you were the largest kid in your school and you still, still are not athletically inclined. It was really kind of sad, wasn't it? Did uh, people, did people dance? Did the smaller kids dance around you and, and just throw things at you? 
I uh, yeah, I don't know why I never I never wanted to play. I think I just didn't want to get tackled, and uh, it's not very popular in Alaska anyway. But um, you know, people people do play. They, the season's in the summer. Uh, maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe I didn't want to um, be running around all summer. It's okay if you don't want to tell us now. Yeah, <laughs> it must have been fucking pretty horrible. Being the being the big kid and all the kids were like fucking dancing, just spinning around you, calling your name. Every other guy there's like six eight. It's kind of weird. Alaska. Yeah, yeah, big like moose, man, big like moose. <laughs> were you in a tribe or a village growing up, or how? Which, how did that work? I have no idea, man. Every every guy is huge. Um, you know my you know my favorite all time Alaskan football player is. There's nobody. That's Reggie, exactly, that's exactly right. That was a joke. Reggie did you hear Tung. about? Uh, I, I read this today. Did you hear about the uh, the guy in Brooklyn who made an igloo and put it up on Airbnb? Yeah, it was hilarious. So, as an Alaskan, were you like, "Oh, this guy really has it together"? Or did, would you like? Would you take that listing seriously if you saw did you that? Book it? Did you try to book it? No, because if you don't know how to make an igloo, it could it could collapse on if you. This igloo looked pretty legit. Yeah, actually. you get wet. You would get wet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Doesn't it melt on the inside? I well. How does physics no. work? <laughs> Not if it's b- below thirty-two what degrees. If you had a black, if you had a black baby, could you live in an igloo? <laughs> is, that, is that allowed under Alaska law? I'm just checking. Yeah. All right, so we're all no go on the Buffalo Bills coach hire. Maybe like a snack stand. You think it's snack stand? I, I just team I, mom. What about team mom? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like if a team mom? If a team mom? If she was a team mom, could she be team mom? Well, like what job would a woman get? Oh, a team mom. I thought you were talking about a teen mom, and I was no, like, whoa, no, would it be hot? She's not that hot. would have been hot. Yeah, teen mom. I don't yeah. know getting pregnant. Girls. Throw a couple more of them in the mix. Uh, yeah, I think I think a team mom would be good. Like I said, if she brought like bring orange, kids. she could bring orange slices, orange slices, <laughs> you know, any sort of you know juice boxes, whatever she's thinking. Get into a scandal with one of the players. Exactly, Matt. You anything else you want to say about football before we go off on this one? Um, it's really sad looking at your eyes when I mention sports. It's yeah. just an overregulated. I feel like you're my, my gay son. I'm never going to accept. <laughs> there, there's too many rules. They need to back it off a little bit. I don't understand how it works. I don't understand why the linemen on offense can't move. Before they hike the ball, I feel like they should be able to psych out the other team. Like I just, I never heard of a, a sport bit of where a dance you dance or something. Like, like you little... can't move. Like you raise an eyebrow, you get a flag thrown. It's like, well, you've like really overthought this thing. You know, it's yeah. it's two teams going different directions. That's now a great you're... idea. I think I saw that in an episode of Glee once. Yeah, that's fantastic, Matt. Thank you. I was once again Matt Matt Ralston <laughs> weighing in on the controversial uh, regulations of linemen. I also think each NFL. team should get a certain amount of yardage to manipulate the field to their advantage. Like they could make it wider or or, or slimmer on one side. You know. Huh. It, it really bring a whole nother dimension to the game. Yeah, like an MC Escher poster. This wow, getting, you blew my mind. This is getting really, really embarrassing. Yeah. And you probably win your fantasy football league, which just shows how stupid fantasy football <laughs> They always do. All right, we're out on that one. All right, uh, as you both know, uh, black people always so uppity. Uh, black people in Hollywood are really upset. The Oscars are coming out. Matt and I have talked about this for a while. Uh, it turned out this year there were no black actors or actresses nominated for the awards, even though every year had passed. There has always been this case. But someone started a hashtag. And by the way, hashtags are fucking invincible. Yes. Uh, Oscar's so white. And it was kind of catchy, so it kind of caught on. And then all of a sudden, Hollywood realized it had a white problem. And so every white actor, Matt Damon, George Clooney, uh, Danny DeVito, we saw the, the video, just started declaring that everyone in Hollywood was a, ra- a horrible racist and something had to be done. The Academy, Most Picture Academy, reacted by putting out some form letters saying they're going to dump a bunch of white, <laughs> dump a bunch of white members, and bring in a diverse, more diverse membership. Which I don't diverse. How I'm assuming they mean, uh, you know, racially diverse. And this is going to solve all the problems. A, is it really a problem with racism in Hollywood? B, isn't this the stupidest solution ever to a problem that probably doesn't exist in the first place? And C, Matt. Uh, you go to like things like clan meetings and stuff like that. Is this the stuff they really talk about? How to keep black actors out of uh, Oscar nominations? 
Um, you hang out with the what are the real racists thinking? I think you know. Oh, what? Wait. So, what's what are the like question? real? What are real? These are there's no real racists in Hollywood. Danny DeVito is not a racist. George Clooney is not a racist. What are like? What are the real racist problems in America that we should be dealing with? Oh well, the police are killing black people left and right. I would start there. I'll give you a point for that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one comes to mind, right? Yeah, I would say that you know the police occupation of black neighborhoods and the you know systematic. Uh, Economic oppression. I mean, you know, when you're in Ferguson, these people are talking about they're they're a little afraid to leave their houses because they don't want to get a ticket. They, you know, they're getting pulled over and harassed constantly, and then they're in the court system, and now they're missing work because they have to go uh, to this court appointment, and now they're getting fired from their job, and it goes on from there. And you know, I I think. But that, does, it, does that really compare to Will Smith not getting nominated for concussion? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you make a strong case, but really, does that compare to like? Uh, Spike Lee's last hor- five horrible movies not getting nominated for Best Picture. I I don't like watch his movies. Like the Academy's mostly white, you know. That's like overwhelmingly white. It's like ninety four percent white. But I think that most of those white people are actually pretty liberal. Um, and I certainly don't think they're discriminating. I think they don't really like the kinds of movies that you know that are mostly black because they're just they're not mainstream movies. And plus, they only like really you know pretentious movies about polio during a war you've never heard of or whatever so i just you I sound like a, you sound a little bit like an apologist i'm not sure for what exactly <laughs> but you're just apologizing for everything so but it, that's true isn't it we talk about this with the straight people acting gay to support the gay movement it's this kind of doesn't set back the actual racial justice movement when people who aren't racist declare themselves horrible racists and then do stupid little things like they do in hollywood to try and adjust for it does that really like is ferguson helped at all by the fact there's gonna be more black people, black film actors nominated in Hollywood. I think this thing, I think with this whole. This okay, I wasn't whole, asking you. Oh, okay, sorry. That's <laughs> okay. You can try. Pete, you have something to say? No, I was going to say the, uh, I, th- I think two things that you have to remember in this whole uh, scandal or whatever you want to call it is number one, half these people like uh, Matt Damon, George Clooney, Leonardo DiCaprio, all these people that are claiming that there needs to be more diversity in Hollywood and all this stuff, they actually have the power to make a change themselves. They oh, they're, actually, all produ- they're all producers. They, 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 yeah. they produce projects. They can actually they can actually be part. They can make roles for black kids or whatever or, or any min- any minority or whatever. They, they they actually have the power to do that. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, or any of these people like Leonardo, they could have they could have hired a, a, an indigenous actor to play that part. You know, these these guys actually have the power. Number two, you have to keep in mind Hollywood. Um, makes a lot of their choices when it comes to films and casting uh, on the international market. So much money is made in China. So many, so much money is made overseas. And overseas, you know, um, having black actors in a lot of things uh, does not play as well as us Americans are used to. There's a there's a lot there's a lot of a lot of racist racists in in, in in Asian countries. They'd rather see what they know Hollywood to be producing. So you're you ultimately it falls on the Chinese racists. Well, I I, I honestly <laughs> think a lot of it actually, I, and I truly believe well, this, it, so is deferred outside. It's not because our, our the U.S. Is, has such a problem with a, a diverse casting. It's it's because the international market is not is not as understanding as we I like are. blaming the Chinese because that sounds better than blaming ourselves. Yeah, I don't think it's good either. But they also have I mean, Will Smith movie. Movies do when he doesn't pick stupid movies do huge business overseas and Jimmy Fox movies do huge business and stuff like that. There probably is something to be said for the fact they'd rather see Harrison Ford or something like that just because they've seen him in forty years of movies. Yeah, but you know I think the black black actors films do fine when they are like fantasy action big blockbuster summer films or whatever they are. Star Wars did pretty okay. Yeah, uh, it was a chick and a black dude and it made a billion and a half dollars so far. So uh, I think you're lying. 
Um, <laughs> pretty, pretty sure. But isn't this really like so? What, what's ha- so? What, what is the, I always ask like, what's the answer? If this is true, what's the answer to this? Because what are they going to do? They're going to intentionally nominate black films or black actors that don't have outstanding roles just to make it fair. So we we talked about this before at Sundance. I just Fox Searchlight just snapped up a movie for the record amount sixteen million dollars. Uh, Nate, uh, God, what's the fuck his name? Nate, the, the act, black actor, made a movie. He's on all these TV shows. And I can't remember his name probably because I'm a racist. And uh, he made a movie about the slave rebellion in the 19th century. It's called Birth of a Nation. I think mocking the original Birth of a Nation, which was horribly racist. Hmm. Uh, and it just got a record-breaking amount of money picked up immediately by Fox. Like one second after it came on the market, it got picked up for a record amount of money, which you have to look at as sort of perhaps a reaction to the fact that everyone in Hollywood is being accused of racism. Yeah, yeah. Who knows if the movie's good or not? Maybe it's good, maybe it's not. But now you have like people like are going to promote the shit out of a movie for Oscars and all this stuff like that, that may or may not be good. Is that is quotas and that kind of affirmative action, is that really going to help anything? Matt, you, you read about Ferguson once. Tell me about the people in Ferguson again. I mean, it's just going to diminish, you know, because then you're wondering, well, does Spike Lee really deserve, you know, to be nominated? Or are they just doing this, you know, for, yeah, like you said, a quota system or just to say that they did it? You know, I mean, first of all, I mean, the studios really didn't, promote any of these movies to to win uh awards it just i think it happened to be a year you know just randomly where you know movies uh starring the majority black cast um weren't very critically acclaimed if i remember last year 12 years a slave won all kinds of awards even though i didn't think it was that great um so you know given that the population is still you know black people are a minority well, someone Selma was nominated they're always gonna have like they're always going to have a, at least... I mean, Hollywood is very liberal. They're going to have at least one black film sticking pan around in the audience to every black person in the audience. <laughs> just to show, like... I see we race just the Oscar producers. Like, find me a black man. Camera three, find me a black man. Camera four, it's a waiter. I don't care. Get him on the fucking camera. Get him on the camera. Let's see if he's looking. He's crying. There's Oprah I mean, crying. How, how weird is it that of the 20 slots, because that's what this is about, the best actor and actress and supporting uh, categories... You know, how weird is it that 20 of them are white, as far as I know, and zero are black? Is well, that- it's always going to be like 15 or 16 white, right? So right. you're starting off with that. That's sort of like your baseline. So this year, yeah. like you said, there were just like three or four slots that didn't go to minority actors that usually go to minority actors. But there, people are hard-pressed to make. There's a couple movies out there where people are, can make the case, like an actor should have. But there's been so much history of black actors winning awards, maybe not 50 years ago, but in the last 20 years, it doesn't make any sense that like, they decided... Like the the academy got together and decided like uh, they went to uh, Jerry's Deli and decided like in 2016 we're not no blacks yeah, blacks. yeah. <laughs> this is it they've had enough they've well, had the, enough and the movie, that obviously know, didn't happen you know that meeting would have happened at Jerry's Deli oh, <laughs> you all would have overpaid for their sandwiches like fifteen bucks for a sandwich God bless them just, it's, that obviously that meeting didn't happen these guys don't even talk to each other no one decided there was no cabal that decided we're going to keep the black actors out now there aren't a lot of good movies with black actors in them. Uh, that fit the Oscar criteria. We talked about yeah. Straight Outta Compton. It had a lot of tits and drugs and swearing, and it was about rap music, which is never going to win. Yeah. yeah. If it had been about a blues, a 1930s blues band. Oscars. Oscar. Oh, and someone had a heroin. Multiple. Yeah. Multiple they, Oscars. Make that movie about Billie Holiday, and that movie wins multiple Oscars. Oh, oh crushed yeah. it. Yeah, right? You'd have everyone up there talking about opening this the gate. This is about a boxer starring Sylvester Stallone. I mean, wh- when's the last time? I know Rocky won, won something, but, I mean, this is like... A long time after. Well, they always give the old man award. There's always the old man award. Yeah. Like when you think someone's dying, they always give the award. The guy gives something before he dies. Yeah. There's that award. Let me tell you something. This movie, Birth of a Nation, by the guys whose name I already forgot, even though I saw it a minute ago because I'm getting old, uh, about the slave rebellion in the, in the 1820s. 
it's gonna. I could just pen, pen, pen it in right now for Oscar. Sweet. Yeah. Major, it's it's going to be a sweet. It's going to be the 12 Years a Slave or some. It's going to win at least 10 awards automatically. Oh, yeah. And that's why, and that's sort of why they're doing it. Yeah. I, just, I believe that this, like, affirmative action or the quota system where they say, like, we're going to now intentionally get black films. Now people are going to say, like, it's only, get, it's only winning because they had to do this. And that sort of takes away from the achievement of minorities, which I'm always out for. Yeah. Anyone want to disagree with me and throw down? Who wants to throw down? I want to see Electric Boogaloo 4. <laughs> It was totally awesome. You can't win a movie with a rap movie with girls like snorting coke and running around their tits. That's yeah. never gonna, that's never gonna win. Yeah, no. if they, if they made if they made uh, straight out of Compton about uh, the group MD, NWA trying to save a rec center, I think yes. it would have I think it would have been a, 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 a just an Oscar hit. It was yeah. a fun movie, but yeah. it wasn't a, it wasn't like an epic film. Like right. it wasn't it wasn't one of those movies. You know, it's not you know it's an Oscar movie when you see it because it's fucking boring. Yeah, that's like you know, <laughs> a it's boring, and b someone's transitioning to a woman. Right, that's exactly <laughs> that's how you know that's how you know someone. I mean, they try to have easy he died of the AIDS, at AIDS at the end. They really played that one out. Right. He died. He started coughing like halfway through the movie. He had the AIDS cough. And then all of a sudden at the end, he's like passes out and he's dead. But, they, but then they totally glossed over how he got the right. how they got the AIDS. And so if he had spent half an hour talking about his gay, you know, the gay, gay oppression, he'd gone on like a bunch of speeches on a speech tour. What a won the Oscar. Yeah, exactly. So God let's, damn. Let's win an Oscar. Let's all three of us win an Oscar next year. Ugh. This shit is so easy. <laughs> yeah, call it chocolate milk instead of milk. <laughs> Good night, folks. You guys have been great. Uh, Matt, this is your weekly segment called I Shit You Not. This is when you actually do some reading of some kind, which I can't believe you do. Uh, this week, you actually have a, you read a story about reading. It was a HuffPo. I, I, anything that's do with it starts with the word HuffPo I hate. It's not even a word. It's a contraction yeah. of two words that I hate. Uh, HuffPo editor, which is, everyone associated with HuffPo seems to be either pretentious or a person who blogs on HuffPo that says they're a writer for HuffPo. Right. That sounds really good. Oh, you're a writer for HuffPo. Let me see your article. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, we didn't get paid for the last six years. Uh, the HuffPo editor girl has a real job. She's a woman probably. I don't know. Let's call her a girl for now. Uh, she, every every year, decides she's going to exclude some sort of uh, privileged category of author she's not going to read. And this year, I think uh, your story is that she uh, decides she's not going to read any white authors this year for the entire year. Is that correct? Yeah. Her name is uh, Chloe... Angel is A N G Y A. She says it's spelled, uh, pronounced Angel, which I don't. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. So last year she didn't read any books written by men, except for one, which was written by a guy named Tanahishi Coates. I don't know why she decided she could read that one. Uh, and this year she will not read any book written by white people. Uh, this is just for her own personal uh, reading. But you know, given that she's the front page editor of the Huffington Post. You got to wonder if she's really qualified to be doing this because she seems to be excluding like a lot of stuff from what she's reading. Yeah, I can't name any white authors, but I, there's probably been a few. You got to assume they're out there. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be there's got to be some white people writing some things. There's got to be a yeah. white author out there that has some sort of decent book or something yeah, like that. Isn't it? I mean, is this uh, just the height of idiocy and political correctness where you're just going to exclude? Now, maybe you want to go into a venture where you're going to read like you know, African authors for like a while. That's going to be my thing for a few months or whatever. But to say you're just not going to read anything by a white man, isn't that sort of racist? It seems kind of ignorant. I mean, because, you know, you could say, yeah, I'm making, making an effort to read some more diverse stuff. But it's like, well, you're the one that was reading all white people in the first place, apparently. Like, you know, I've I've read lots of books not uh, written by white people and 
I never thought about it. I never made an effort. So, you know, I'm not all for like reverse racism. I don't, I just, Is, don't. are those the books you always bring with you when you go to Starbucks and like hang out for like an hour and go, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just going through some Maya Angelou stuff in here and uh, some other writers. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's just a little bit concerning that she's in charge of like picking what's on the front page of the Huffington Post, which by the way, I did a little survey of it and it's mostly uh, white people. <laughs> who, on the cover who have stuff uh, published on the Huffington Post but so maybe it's not affecting her job but it's just a really fucking weird thing to do and I think she's trying to get attention and I just think it's lame it doesn't make any sense to me Pete have you ever been to like a uh, massage parlor or a hooker place where they wouldn't let you in because of your ethnicity uh, I've not experienced that no <laughs> that's a, that would but, suck yeah that that's would, what I would start marching by that the way. would be rough yeah that would be the the, the straw that would break the camel that'd be my right moment there. like that movie moment where I just, just turn and become Norma Ray and start shouting <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> I mean, I can't come in here and go to talk. This is wet. It all stuff. This is ridiculous. Uh, is there any category of authors that you exclude, uh, Pete, from your reading list? No, no. I'm very, I'm very liberal when it comes to authors. Uh, I, you know, I, I probably should read more uh, of just in general. But do you read any? Do you read female authors? Do you think females shouldn't have jobs in the first place? No, no. I think females are great, and uh, I read uh, a lot of female authors. Would you read the uh, football uh, biography by the uh, new Buffalo Bills special teams uh, quality control coordinator coach? If it was done by a female uh, sideline reporter, yes, I would. Nice. <laughs> a sideline reporter is okay. Yeah. This is – nobody – by the way, Matt, you're the only person I know who's found this story and is really bothered by this story. Yeah. So clearly this – I mean, obviously there's a reverse case where this would cause a huge uproar. If, some, if she said it, she was going to read black authors, it would be a massive story. Well, well, I think that's the thing. I mean, if she was the, you know, plant manager of like, you know, Bazooka Joe gum or some shit like that, it wouldn't affect her job if she was doing it, you know. But I love because she's Bazooka's great. Shout out to Bazooka yeah. all day, every day comics. Um, but because she is the editor of Huffington, Huffington Post, you would imagine that would that would kind of muddle uh you know some of probably some good information that she should probably know about you yeah know what i'm saying yeah if a white person says something important she should know about that too yeah it's yeah. possible one day we might have a white president yeah i mean you want to know what they're saying one of these days yeah, it could happen yeah i mean why limit yourself really i mean let's say you're interested in evolution or something and you want to go check out uh, the origin of species and give it a glance but you know then you have this weird self-imposed rule yeah and so now you're not going to do it and so you're just going to remain ignorant on the thing you're trying to learn about Can't i get the it. feeling she's not that's not that's not her area she's delving into <laughs> she's yeah. probably delving into like uh the, the history of misogyny and shit like that Right. The history of oppression, whatever else she's reading to enlighten herself with. Uh, I started looking at some of these book lists they have. It's it's pretty pretty. It's pretty scary what the ladies are reading out there. But there are some. Shit. I mean, there's got to be some niche areas where a, a white person is just the only person that's written about it. Like I don't know. So you have like um, like a termite problem, and you need the definitive guide to like termite removal. I mean, what are the odds that is termites a, black a white guy, person thing in your mind, Matt? Well, I'm just thinking, like, there, there's got to be something where the only way you could get the information is by reading something a white person wrote. So termites are like the, like, like termites to white people are like roaches to black people is what you're saying. I don't know. That sounds terrible. Whatever that means. Oh, I, I, uh, <laughs> that's, even, that's even worse. I'm sorry I brought uh, up this topic. It just bothers anything. Like I said, any, these people all sound like horrible people at the HuffPo. So you wouldn't like them anyhow. But why make that announcement? Why not just do it? Why make the, what, yeah. are, what are you trying to do, what are you trying to say by making that announcement? It just shows a reverse discrimination that actually I don't give a shit about. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, care what she does. Reverse at all. discrimination honestly has never really bothered me in the least. I just thought it, it might. I like be to something. say it sounds important. Yeah, it doesn't really bother me at all. 
I still know those white people are on top. We're still we're still doing okay. Isn't there like <laughs> I'm bring it up? I'm bring it up. I start complaining when you're doing so well. We still got like 95 percent of the income in the country. We're yeah. still doing okay. Not, not you know we're not hurting. We're not hurting from the HuffPo article editor not reading our books. Yeah. If you, know, you like, if you worked at a restaurant, let's say you're on the wait staff, and you announce something like that to the entire, would it possibly get you fired? I mean, it sounds really fucking weird. If you're on the wait staff, announce that you're the uh, editor of the HuffPo front page. Yeah, yeah. that'd be rough. Yeah, yeah you just showed up. Hey guys, I'm not yeah. reading any books written by men today or the rest of the year. I, I don't know. I feel like it's discrimination of some. I sort. hope so. I don't like my wait staff talks at all. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like any of that shit. Now you're a waiter. If you talked to me, I would have left the left the restaurant. That was a terrible waiter. I don't like the small talk. The, the fake small talk really bothers me. If I'm gonna do ten minutes of fake small talk, I, I, I want a masturbation at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I want a half. I want some kind of happy end. I don't need a chicken sandwich. <laughs> we got an email from Dave. Dave sounds like the most made up name we ever had an email from. Uh, Larry, Fla- I know you, we talked about this last week, Pete. I'm sure you follow real estate market in Los Angeles constantly. Uh, the Playboy Mansion's for sale. Yep. Playboy Enterprises has decided they're going to sell the mansion along with half. Got to do it. <laughs> do it. They're sending Grandpa off in the ice flow. Yeah. Just selling the house with Grandpa in it for two hundred million dollars. Everyone kind of figures it's not worth anything close to two hundred million dollars uh, because it's not anywhere close to you. Just Zillow that shit. It's just like thirty million. Yeah. And no one's going to pay an extra hundred and seventy just because it's it's an extra. In fact, the house is in such disrepair. Apparently, it needs to be torn down. Uh, because half is just done, you know. Apparently, cocaine and booze and cum uh, yeah. just don't maintain a house like it used to. Like it used to. So there's only so much you can do. The whole place probably needs, is probably a teardown. Yeah. So uh, nobody wants all, all the, the termites have STDs. Oh, it's disgusting. The things they've seen. Well, you know, if you had a termite problem, you'd have to call a white person. Right. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, I definitely not know any. Uh, Larry Flint, uh, the publisher of Hustler, the wheelchair-bound, uh, gold-plated wheelchair-bound uh, publisher of Hustler, said he's going to buy the place for $80 million. He says it's only worth 40 He'll pay 80 But if he buys it, Hef has to work for him. Wow. Yeah, right? Which is a total, like, powerhouse bitch move. Yeah. Like, you know, because Larry Flint and uh, Hefner have always had this feud going on, where Hefner's sort of been the classier well-to-do, you know, aristocrat. And Flint's been the guy in the wheelchair, like, uh, you know, tugging, tugging nasty-ass chicks like, yeah. like, for like $11, you know, whatever hell. He's the street, he's the street guy, and Hefter's been like, the, you know, the, the ivory tower guy, whatever, for all these years. And now Hefter's fallen on hard times, and his, his sons and family are trying to sell him off in the house in the attic. And Flint's like, fucking, I'll buy the place, but you're work for me, bitch. Uh, can you imagine those two living in the house together? And if they did, uh, who would win in a fight, Pete? Oh, man. Uh, I think oh, that's that would be a tough one. Um, I, I would actually go Larry Flint because you know he's got some dirty tricks under his sleeve. Both those guys look like they're about to kick it. By the way, so I mean, they're both die. elderly. Flint's in a, Flint has been in a wheelchair for forty years. Yeah, has no use of his uh, below the waist uh, yeah. legs. Uh, Hefner's eighty some odd years old. He wears a di- adult diapers. Um, <laughs> Would you want to watch that fight? Would you pay to watch that fight? I would. I would pay to watch that fight. I think you know. It's, I think instead of Larry Flint buying, buying the uh, the Playboy Mansion, I think one of the big banks should buy it and just have just call it like the Bank America Center at the Playboy Mansion. Now, what would happen <laughs> if, if uh, Hefner just went to the second floor? Oh, that would be great. <laughs> just just private <laughs> just private tours of the decrepit. And Larry Flint was. was. Larry Flint can't get up to the second floor, yeah, so he's he, on the ground floor. He'd have he's to get one shit of those, at him. Yeah, the he wheelchair thing. At him. Yeah. yeah. You're like one step at a time, yeah. like a wop and shit like that. Matt, you, you, you've been thinking about this for a long time. Who wins in a battle, Flint versus Hefner? I mean... What's I, the, what's, what is each of their moves? I think that... Uh, well, Flint has like some kind of inflatable penis type thing. It's like a pump with a stick in it or something like that. 
So I feel like that could come into play, but I also feel like that could be grabbed and like torn off somehow and he wouldn't feel it. Is um, there like an e-how video for that? <laughs> some, some kind of tutorial on how to handle that? I mean, you know, when you're dealing with two decrepit people, one of them has a wheelchair, I feel like that could be used for like ramming purposes. Yes. Yeah. You like know? Battle bots. Um, I, I guess it would depend on the on the venue. I mean, are we talking like a street fight or like a, I mean, the house, I mean the house, a domestic dispute in the house once they live there together? Yeah, like he's telling, like Flint's telling, uh, he wants specifically wants Heffner to help him pick out the girls and to write articles for for the he has to write articles for the for the magazine. Dude, it would be so great if this happened. By the way, it know, would be right? like honestly, it would be just how yeah. the tables have turned on Heffner. It might be a reality that, show. That oh I would actually god, watch. it would be great. They should have fucking. They should have webcams in that place, live <laughs> feeds of everything that's going on, all of the vitamins being taken, all the medication, pharmaceuticals being taken. It would it would just be a pleasure. It could be like that. Uh, what's that horror film series where they tie the people up and they, and they had to kill each other? They tied them up. What is that movie? Brian, you know this. Uh, the, uh, the Saw movies? Yeah, the Saw movies. Like the Saw movies. Yeah, like they're, yeah, just, they're yeah. chained up. They can't get out of the house. And one of them, only one of them has to kill the other to get out. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. oh that would be great. Thanks, Brian. Uh, Thanks they, Brian, by the way. If they could spin some sort of like <laughs> Hunger Games type contest, uh, it would just be amazing. Thunderdome. Two, yeah. two, oh, yeah. two go in and one comes out. <laughs> <laughs> just like you see Flint come out of the wheelchair. You think he's victorious, but then his wheelchair tips over and he's yeah. actually dead. Like in that, ble- that Breaking Bad episode where the, the dude comes out and like half his body's gone, half his oh, head's gone. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. sweet. Who do you think's got longer to to live? Are they the same age, basically? Yeah, I think uh, Flint's about ten years younger. Yeah, but the wheelchair thing's pretty hard. Pretty hard on you. Yeah. Hefter's got like you know he's he's upright at least. He's ambulatory. So, <laughs> but again, the fact that Flint comes in as like the dominant guy because he's coming in with the cash. He's buying, can you imagine like your your worst enemy and when you both get older and you buy his house and make him work for you? God, that would be so. Good. That's just like the worst like Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau old movie ever. Just like, you know, some horrible thing. And you make him do shit, then you learn you love him all along. Dude, I think he should do it. I think I so wish that this really happens. Because he just sold the Hustler building on uh, Sunset yes, Boulevard. he did. And, imagine, you know, the, imagine the hazmat clean out in that place. He's got to have some. He's got to have some cash. You know, some fluid. Uh, you know, green around. So, dude, buy that mansion and make Hefner your bitch. Make him your bitch. Put him in. The, he has to sleep oh. in the guest room closet or some shit like that. Dude, just show old depositions from every Cosby <laughs> questioning he's ever gone through. I mean, it would just be amazing. The rape room. Yep. Matt, can you see that? Would you do that to your worst enemy? Oh yeah, yeah. That, I'm First, pretty, you need eighty million dollars. Uh, I'm yeah. pretty vindictive. I don't. I can't imagine any enemy that I really have at this point. But I'm sure, like throughout the course of my life, I will. Yeah. You're uh, not. Oh, yeah. You're not important enough to have enemies yet. No, people probably don't like you, so they might do it to you. Yeah. yeah. Someone might rent out your place and then force you to work for them. That'd be pretty <laughs> awesome, by the way. I think he's done that before. That'd be pretty great. Yes. All right, half reverse uh, Flint. By the way, they said Flint probably is actually in, in debt himself. He doesn't have any money. Um, but that's okay. As long as you can fucking leverage that shit. Before 2008, you could have pulled that one off easily. Yeah. Too bad. All right, this is a segment. I like to end the segment with the panties in a bunch. Segment. This is a, a topic that gets my panties in a bunch, uh, both literally and figuratively. Uh, Pete, you've worn women's underwear before. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. Much more comfortable. Completely. All that shit. They keep inventing new men's underwear. They, ads, they have the ads on the radio if you hear. Like where to put your junk and shit like yeah. that. You don't have to worry about that with ladies' underwear. No. They got that sh- they've got that shit. Fi- they, women have figured they that shit figure out. got to figure it out. We're still uh, trying to figure it out ourselves. No. This, men have been totally just, you can't, the Huffpo editor won't read our books. Yeah. And the fucking uh, Chinese clothing manufacturers won't make things that hold our ball sacks. Dude, we're right. so behind the times. We are. Uh, let me tell you about something people bitch about to me all the time. I get this letter all the time. Uh, every week there's another female high school student, uh, teacher who's banging one of her, her male students 
Always, right? And they're always, by the way, really kind of attractive. Oh, yeah. They're good-looking, like, 30-year-old teachers, and they're having sex, buying beer and weed and having sex with, like, 16-year-olds. And the 16-year-old always inevitably tells, either tells a buddy who tells because he's jealous. Got to. Or his parents come home from Bible study and find out that they're, they're you know, they're fucking, something bad is going on. It goes up. And they always write about, always write about, oh, it's ama- what would be the most amazing thing to be 15 or 16 to have a hot teacher who's just fucking buying you beer and having sex with you? Yeah. And then someone always invariably writes, it's such a fucking double standard. If this was a male teacher and a female student, and this was your daughter, and this is the girl you love most of her life, and she had cerebral palsy, and he was banging her in the ass, oh, you wouldn't feel this was great anymore. <laughs> I, I add that for emphasis. I like that. Uh, you wouldn't feel it was so great anymore. And I think, isn't this the exact place where you should have a double standard? This is the one ind- right? indisputable double standard that needs to be celebrated and honored this is a double standard, and it's because, God, the, the teachers that we imagined to, that we could maybe hook up with when we, were, when we were younger, growing up, it was like that wasn't even possible. Yeah. It wasn't even possible. These kids are, every kid, that, every guy that does it, it's like walking on the fucking moon, man. Yep. I celebrate every single one of these little kids. It's a double standard that needs to be honored and celebrated. It's amazing. They're all fucking victors, man. All of these It was so kids. far-fetched, you couldn't even whack off to it, because no, halfway it, through, you're like, no, this is no, impossible. No, it wasn't real. Like, no, you're like, this is not, like, I might as well just dream about having sex on the moon. This is not happening. Every one of these little boys that does it is like, like a fucking Rosa Parks to me, man. It's so cool. <laughs> That's that was beautiful, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Matt, do you, is, isn't this the exact place for double standard? Isn't this totally acceptable for female teachers to bang sixty-year-old student male students? Yeah, I mean, and, but not so not so if it was a dude and a girl. Yeah, no, it's not cool the other way around. Um, I could even see the teacher being reprimanded. You can't do that anymore. Possibly even fired. But as far as anything criminal, I mean, there's there's no victim here whatsoever. They're going, they're sitting in the jail for like ten years now. They're going yeah. for like these long long ass stretches. And by the way, there's no there's no high school boys in women's prison. And all these what girls, do do? all these mug shots. They, I mean, it's like who can be hotter? I mean, these girls when they're these teachers when they get their mug shots, they look they all look amazing. And they're, they're all teaching like fake class, like stunners. they're all teaching like geography. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they're not even like real teachers. Oh. They just they literally are predators who got into teaching so they could fuck high school boys. Exactly, which makes it even better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they plotted. They actually plotted. They got some teacher certificate in some like visual arts class. Just so they could hang around like teenage boys to have sex with. I like the two teachers that like went and like took the guys out on like some camping trip and had oh, a bonfire yeah. yes. and got them drunk yes. and like they were smoking weed. Yep. And, yeah. like the, and then like the teacher would like, go, you know, take a little walk in the woods with one of the guys and then like come back and hook up with someone. Like that's amazing. <laughs> just, Good friend. Just, what, a, what a dreamer. They're just fucking making porn for you. Yeah. I it's mean, like it's just, like, here's, our, here's porn. Yeah. You, know, I, you get to live it. You get to live it now. It can't be a problem because the Laterno woman who, uh, you know, fucked her student. She went to jail for a little bit, and then when she got out, they got married and like have a bunch of kids. So yeah. like, clearly, he wasn't pissed about it. Yeah. Oh, the, the kids, the boys don't care. They're not caring. I mean, so who's it for? I mean, why are we punishing these people? Who's actually upset? Uh, the parents. Yeah. yeah. The, the, parents. the legal system. Legal system. <laughs> yeah. The people who can't identify the double standards just for a reason. Yeah. Yes. Obviously, you don't want a thirty-five-year-old dude teacher like banging a fifty or six-year-old girl in high school. That's disgusting. That guy deserves to be uh, killed, right? Right. But the, the the female teacher deserves some kind of God, like a statue, like should, a statue. They should have a, a little section about her in in, in, in like the in the, yeah. in the town's history. She should books. be like next to like Obama's guest at the State yeah. of the Union. Like, yeah. Some, 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 something really important because at the end of the day, what's she doing? She's giving some six year old kid the dream of his life. He's never it never gets better from that. Oh God! I think getting the beer in the pot is is much worse than the actual sex. You know? In terms of the crime, you mean? Yeah. Oh, just adds to the effect though. Yeah, and the hot tub. There's always a hot tub involved too. Oh. They always have an apartment with a hot tub. 
They have like some condom with the hot tub. And some there was one last year where they, two teachers are having a threesome with the kid. Oh, Jesus Christ. Two hot high school teachers and you. That's amazing. I know. Right? Right? And then, then someone fucking comes along and you, the law comes along and takes it all away from you. I've become an anarchist. Man. <laughs> if anything, it really just like it, it really just gives a lot of the younger generation hope. You know, a hope that we didn't know growing up. Why can't? Why do people always pull that double standard bullshit? Should don't we? Should we have double standard society? Shouldn't women be treated differently than men in society? Yeah, our girls different than boys. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we are all here and you know slaughtered a bunch of native people and then are mad that you know we have immigrants. I mean, this whole country is a double standard. Yeah, you know, I don't know what that has to do with the fucking high school boys, but no. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> Matt, shouldn't men and women be treated differently, or do you think like this gender equality only begins when everyone's no longer man or woman, but a person? No, I mean, I think, you know, equality, I read that, by the way, in a feminist blog this morning. We should uh, strive for equality, but also admit that we have certain differences. And I'm totally, I'm not on team guy, you know, I'm just on team fucking, you know, rationalization. So I'm totally fine with having a double standard I think against you're on men. team guy, to be honest with you. Certain, well, you're like leading team, you're leading team guy. You're, you're yeah. like team guy curious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're experimenting with team guy for yeah. a little bit. Just to see what, 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 where the political winds are blowing. See what sticks. Yeah, <laughs> see what happens. It really is. No, the one, my one exception to this is the, uh, the, the horny, uh, emotionally disturbed teacher has to be on birth control. Yeah. No babies. There can't be any babies. Right. The Letourneau thing was freaky because she had his baby. And then it's kind of like, okay, now I'm kind of fucked. Mm. So that was not, a little bit too much reality. That's too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to, beer, weed, pussy. It's it fine. Took it too baby, far. no. Yeah. Baby, no. No baby. Then you go to jail for that kind of shit. Yeah. Prison. Matt, did you, uh, in Alaska, are you allowed to uh, sleep with your students? High school? I, I, age 12 and up or something? I never heard of it happening. I did hear of, uh, you know, kind of the other way around, something bad happening. But, uh, no, we had a couple hot teachers, but as far as I know, they would have never wanted anything to do with our uh, 13, 14-year-old penises. No, it's sad, really. Yeah. It really is. It really is. It really is unfortunate. I don't remember anything I learned in high school, but I certainly would remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd imagine that the Alaskan kids would get... You know, creative with that because there's just how many snow angels have you had, have you humped as a kid? <laughs> Did you, you mean, do that, Matt? That's pretty sick. How could you? Did you watch animals having sex and get off on it? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a question for Pete. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not recall. <laughs> did, your, did your parents tell you that babies come from rubbing noses? We had this one teacher that went to um, get, like rent a car. It was for some senior thing that I wasn't involved in because I don't care. Um, but they wouldn't let her rent a car because they sh- they thought she was a student pretending to be a teacher uh, so she could pull some kind of prank. Um, there's no real point to the story except you got to imagine that uh, this teacher was pretty hot. <laughs> That's the worst high school story. That's the worst high school story yeah. ever. Wow, Matt, you were really victimized in that, that one. That's a pearl that was There's dropped. really a double standard in car rentals. Of all the stories I could have thought of to tell, that one maybe. Yeah. You know what you could do? It's the last you can make shit up. No one's going to find out. Yeah. That's just the benefit of coming from a state no, one's ever, no one knows anybody from. Yeah. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Right. You can be like, why don't you just next week just start saying you played football in high school? Okay. No one's going to no know. Tell me you led the, led the team in, in interceptions. Just use that word. Yeah. All right, we're out of here. Pete. You have something you wish to uh, promote about yourself? Somewhere yeah, you can be, people you, can find you? Yeah, you can check me out at uh, PeteGiovine.com, uh, a.k.a. HairAndTeeth.com. It'll let you know where I'm at uh, and a little bit about our uh, podcast. You're on the list. We'd love to have you guys on the list, though, yeah. at some point soon. Uh, but, yeah, check me out at HairAndTeeth.com. Matt, yourself, something uh, where people can hear your, your pure racist brand of humor. <laughs> so so offensive, nobody ever steals it. I'm at MattRalston.net, and I'm on Twitter at MatthewRalston.com. 
So uh, check me out. Your theories on the various shades of black babies. <laughs> if you want to, want to go there. Uh, for the sound engineer of stars, Brian. This is Lex. Talk to you next week. Last Man on Earth.